friends. Welcome back. My name is Octavia, and this is my astrology podcast. Today, I am recording on Tuesday, February 1st, 2022 at 1.32 p.m., and that's Australian Eastern Daylight Time. So welcome. Thanks again for being here. Uh, All of the dates and times that I speak to will be in that same correlating time zone, Australian Eastern Daylight Time. Last week, I described the lead up into this new moon in Aquarius. And since we've had the moon in Capricorn and Aquarius since the weekend, uh, it can probably have us feeling perhaps isolated and disconnected as Saturn is the ruler of Capricorn and Aquarius and Saturn slows things down and separates. Today, I want to speak more to how we can actually work with that influence and that separation. This new moon in Aquarius is conjoined with Saturn. The new moon is always when the sun joins the moon, or the moon joins the sun, rather, and uh, sets at the same time which is why we don't see it. The moon goes to bed with the sun. And the sun in Aquarius is actually the sign of detriment to the sun because the sun rules Leo, uh, the sign of Leo, which is 180 degrees away from Aquarius. And we can look at this. The paradox of Aquarius is having an unconventional outlook yet maintaining fixed ideas. It's an impersonal sign that can provide a wider outlook or perspective. And that's useful in its own right. And I think if we think about this in terms of the sun representing our identity and who we are, that is exalted or in its sign of rulership in Leo, We can look at this new moon as an expression of how perhaps our identity is somewhat diminished or weakened um, in some ways that we can kind of draw back into ourselves and notice and use this detached Saturnian Aquarius new moon to reflect on those parts of ourselves and how we can better support the parts of ourselves that need it and where we can find the connections moving forward that might might have changed um, due to what's occurred with Venus retrograde and Mercury retrograde with Pluto all in Capricorn. The sun will remain in Aquarius until the 19th of February when it finally moves forward into Pisces, which will be a big shift and a big difference in how we feel on an identity level. But for now, this episode, I want to talk more about how we can actually go a bit deeper into this question of who we are and how we're showing up for that in terms of our habits and core beliefs. On Friday, the 4th of February, Mercury will station direct. And on Saturday, the sun will conjoin Saturn. So I want to talk about the 
integration time between this new moon happening on Tuesday and Wednesday, Thursday, uh, the moon will be in Pisces. And I'm going to speak a bit more about that and how that relates to Mercury stationing direct and the Sun-Saturn conjunction on Saturday the 5th. Mercury stationing direct on February 4th, on this Friday coming up, it's going to station direct at 24 degrees, and the Sun and Saturn will be pretty much in a conjunction exact by that point, almost exact. Um, and Mercury's still in a conjunction within three degrees away from Pluto, so there's this interesting relationship that I wanted to highlight in this episode with this progression that began back on December 29th when Mercury entered shadow. And on the 29th of December last year, the same day that Mercury entered shadow with Pluto and Venus retrograde, Jupiter also entered Pisces on that day. So there's already a connection established between what's getting unearthed in Capricorn and then how it's being integrated and or dissolved in Pisces. It's a subtle aspect. It's a minor aspect, not a major one, but we can you utilize it, I think, um, particularly because we had such a interesting relationship established initially uh, at the beginning, at the onset of Mercury entering shadow, at the same degree that it will station direct at this Friday, so back on the 29th when Jupiter entered Pisces. And because we have Pluto, you know, in the last degrees of Capricorn, we had Jupiter and Saturn in Capricorn in 2020, and they've wrapped up their time there and moved on. And now, as I've said previously, Pluto is the one who is cleaning up the rest of the mess. And when things come to an end, before they can actually come to an end, everything has to be brought up that hasn't been fully dealt with before there's a chance to move forward. And this is a big part of what this period of time has been about with Venus retrograde here with Pluto and Mercury, bringing this idea of cleaning up the mess into our personal realm. And this may not even be our mess, and it may be our mess. Regardless, Pluto doesn't care. Um, it has to get addressed one way or another. So this week after the new moon, um, the moon will enter Pisces on Wednesday night, Having this transit of the moon moving through Pisces is just so incredibly welcome and hydrating and dissolving and connecting and integration, which is very much needed because of how much we've unearthed and moved through. And, you know, it reminds me of a detox. You know, anytime you do a detox, there's two stages to it. There's the process of taking something or not eating something, cleansing, where you actually allow the resources in your body to free up enough that the deeper 
systems, the deeper organs and storage areas where you may have, your body may have held on to things that it didn't have the resources to actually remove. The body's really good at doing this. So, you know, there's all these little storage areas where the body can hold things. And once we start doing, say, fasting or cleansing, you know, things like our liver and our kidneys um, can start to release things because there's less stuff for them to, to kind of sift through. So there's the cleansing part, but then all that stuff that gets released from storage has to actually get removed. So then you have to um, have a chelate or a vitamin C type thing, which actually binds to whatever's in your system that's been released and actually brings it out of the body through liver and kidneys. Um, so, or sweat is another method, but those two parts of it are essential. If you, if you don't do one, then you can't do the other. Um, and you can get very sick as well. You know, if you, if you do the beginning part and draw things out of storage and then skip the step to remove them, then you're just kind of swimming in them and you'll likely get sick, which does sometimes happen with cleanses and fasting. So this is um, really similar to this process with the astrology. Um, I think that with this new moon and Mercury stationing direct, it's like and Sun conjoining Saturn at the same time, you know, we, we want to move forward. We, we've done the detox and we can kind of understand, you know, we're seeing things differently now very differently and getting to a place of acceptance with it really it's like okay yeah this is just how it is sort of thing um but we we have to go through that last step of removing what's finished and integrating it and dissolving it into our lives and the way that i've been thinking about this lately i picked up the book um i've had it on my kindle the ebook for a while but i could really feel that it was a book that i needed a hard copy of so i've been reading atomic habits by james clear um i guess rereading it and going back into it and it's such a beautiful book right now astrologically <laughs> atomic habits is very like um you know pluto and capricorn mars and capricorn James Clear defines the word habit as a routine or a practice performed regularly, an automatic response to a specific situation. Now, this is a pretty obvious definition, and but nonetheless, I think is very potent because we've had this experience over the last several weeks of shifting our understanding of who we are. At the end of this week, Saturn will come together with the sun in the sign of the sun's detriment. And this book has been such a blessing to pick back up at this time because I had forgotten about the piece that James Clear describes about being able to sustain a new habit being related to um, focusing on not the outcome that you'd like from the habit, but focusing on who we wish to become 
instead of what we wish to attain. So, and, you know, as I was describing last week, we have Mars in Capricorn now in its sign of exaltation, giving us this ability to put plans and strategies in place and having a slower strategic way of seeing the path forward. And I wanted to bring in this piece from James Clear in Atomic Habits about identity-based habits being the ones that are the most sustainable and everything that in the book is research-based. He provides the example of, say, you're someone who's quitting smoking and someone offers you a cigarette and you say, no, I'm trying to quit. Um, versus saying, no, thanks, I don't smoke. It's completely different. It, it, it's a completely different wiring in us that responds from the place of, this is who I am, therefore, here's my answer, instead of, I'm, this is who I am, and I'm trying to be something else. Because ultimately, we're the ones who get to decide who we are. And this is something that we can align ourselves with, with the sun in Aquarius from now until the 19th, coming off this new moon. It's like, what are your habits? And what do you not like about your habits? What, what habits do you have that aren't a true reflection of who you are? That's just worth noticing uh, in and of itself. But anything that, you know, and I, I really believe that this is why dieting never works, because dieting is based upon this idea of, oh, I'm, I'm overweight, or I'm whatever it is, whatever the identity construct around it is. And I'm going to try to be this other kind of person, this other identity, and eat these things based on what someone else is doing instead of saying, this is who I am, this is what I'm choosing to eat, this is what I'm choosing to do, because it aligns with who I am. So I think that this is a beautiful exercise and example of how we can work with this influence. He provides a definition at the beginning of the book of the word atomic. And the definition of atomic is an extremely small amount of a thing the single irreducible unit of a larger system. And the second definition is the source of immense energy or power. It's amazing how the astrology can show up in life. And in the last episode, I spoke to the Mars and Capricorn influence and and how for the next several weeks we can really lean more into taking action and doing practical things to find our way out of the difficult moments, um, even the emotional uh, upsets and things that hit us on a feeling level. Um, because we've had Mercury and Venus retrograde, Venus is now direct and Mercury will be direct end of this week. 
and we have Mars exalted here in Capricorn, we can just keep trying new things. And this was really highlighted. Um, I wanted to mention this example from James Clear's book, Atomic Habits, where he says that habits can actually provide us evidence over time allowing us to change our beliefs about ourselves and this is a practice that i've been doing lately i've been in therapy recently and i had a session i i love my therapist and i feel hugely fortunate to have the opportunity to go to therapy each time um and there i had an appointment recently and I thought about canceling it because I just felt like I had really moved through what I was um, challenged by and was feeling really good about everything. And anyway, I ended up going to the appointment anyway and had a hugely eye-opening, game-changing session. And uh, my therapist said that one of her mentors had said to her that the work begins when there's nothing left to work on. And uh, she, you know, mentioned that most people understandably come to therapy in a because they have a crisis and then they feel better and they stop going. But it was a real lesson to me of just how powerful it can be to take a step toward self-care and um, how profound the results can be when it's coming from a place of acceptance and not in a panic or survival mode, but a willingness to be open to looking at the deeper things that are at work. And, you know, inevitably, if we, we don't look at these um, core beliefs, which is what we addressed, um, we inevitably end up repeating the same behavior and having the same nature of crises that come up over and over in our lives. And in, in Vedic and Hindu lineage, this is, the word for this is samskaras. And uh, it's this, the habit that and routines we have over time that you know, whether you call it the the well-treaded goat track or the dirt road and the, the muddy tire tracks that you drive in, it's, you know, it's the part of your behavior that drops back into that automatic way of being that may or may not be serving you, in fact. And so this is a really potent time to be able to look at these things, these behaviors, these tendencies, all of which stem from whatever our core belief is. And even if we don't have access to to a therapist or to whatever we need to understand what that core belief is, um, I wanted to speak about James Clear's book because he does mention that even just through habits, we can provide ourselves with evidence and uh, which allow us to change whatever that belief is over time because we start to see a different result and we start to see ourselves as different. It's a subtle 
yet radical shift to change from thinking of, okay, what's wrong with me, um, which is often the approach to therapy or um, even healthcare in general is it's based around a problem that needs to be solved. And this is what's crumbling right now. This framework, this old paradigm way of seeing everything in terms of, you know, right and wrong and someone else being the authority telling me how to resolve whatever inherent thing about me um, needs to be fixed. And this is, this is where we can look at the sun in Aquarius and other planets we've had in Capricorn and Jupiter and Neptune uh, in Pisces, Neptune being the higher octave of Venus, reframing the question of who am I now? Like, what do I know about myself based on what's here and real? and what I've accomplished, what I've moved through, and lived through, and that I now can draw from in this internal well that I have of nourishment and support that is clearly highlighted based on my own experience. And those experiences over time we allow ourselves the time to reflect upon them can in fact change our core beliefs because we will have proof we will see the evidence and so will everyone around us sun in aquarius new moon aquarius it's like reducing everything back down you know in the northern hemisphere the all of the um, Hellenistic astrology, so the astrology that we all know and talk about, is based on the Northern Hemisphere because it was established in Greece, in ancient Greece. So the sign of Aquarius in February is related to the dead of winter. It's when things are scarce and cold and remote. Yeah, it just, it, it relates to that directly. And it's interesting because I'm in Australia and it's so hot right now. <laughs> I'm really longing for that dead of winter. I much prefer the cold, but it's about reducing things during winter. And this can apply to even, you know, my situation or anyone in the Southern Hemisphere. This difference in the astrological point of view in the southern versus northern hemisphere and personally i've never been bothered by the fact that it's all based in the northern hemisphere because there's still a relationship i mean this is these are universal archetypes and even though it may not directly connect to the season here it does connect to the vibe the atmosphere, um, the energy of what's happening right now. And it continues to amaze me on this level. And I think that this is a very isolating time. You know, we may not feel like we belong. We may not feel like we can access the support that we usually have or the connections we usually have or the abundance that we would like. Or, And even though it's summer here, I still can uh, relate to that sentiment 
um, on a personal level. So while Saturn and the sign of Aquarius is about pulling things apart and separating and defining, we can understand the sign of Pisces and particularly the moon in Pisces this week as bringing things back together. And this is why Jupiter, uh, the ruler of Pisces and the sign of Pisces are known for their inherent qualities of assisting and supporting integration. And so we may be feeling a lot of feelings this week and that's normal. That's completely aligned with this progression um, in the astrology. So the other important component to remember about Pisces and Jupiter is that this is the part of the process, the capacity we have to have faith in perhaps something we can't see yet, to trust in what we know will eventually happen, even if it's not real in this moment. And I think this is where we can be mindful of Capricorn and Aquarius, these signs that the personal planets have been in for quite some time and will remain in, is all about what's real and in front of us and that's important for sure but we also have to remember that there is more to look forward to there is more than you know this has been a really tough couple of years and i think that having jupiter in pisces in 2022 is giving us this capacity to see our way out of it, even while we're still in it. It reminds me of historically uh, chanting and singing. So they've done studies now um, with, because Pisces can often relate to, and Neptune can relate to mu music um, and musicians and creativity and joy and all these things. And it reminds me of some of the recent um, evidence that's come out which suggests that singing and chanting and humming um, actually activates the um, vagus nerve. So if you're familiar at all with polyvagal theory, um, the, it's interesting because this really deep evolutionary part of us that um, goes into a deep survival state based on a stress response over time one way it can actually be mitigated is through chanting and singing. And if we look back in history, um, I'm, I always think of, it just gives me chills thinking about it and speaking to it, but um, a lot of the slaves in the deep south in the U.S., they used to sing in uh, hymnals from uh, the Bible and because they weren't taught to read and they weren't you know, they were out there and it was really fucking hard. I've really got to stop swearing, but I'm not, I'm not going to start there with it because I keep getting flagged as explicit. At any rate, it was really hard going out there in the fields and they sang. And I think that they 
obviously they did this for lots of reasons, but it's it's beautiful to witness now the the science is catching up and saying, hey, this is actually um, deeply supportive neurologically um, in times that are difficult and that are long and enduring and isolating um, when there isn't a really clear way out. We can look to these things that human beings have done for thousands of years, singing together, chanting together, um, communing, connecting, and finding new ways to do this um, and getting creative with it. And in the moments when we can't do this and we long for this, we can remember how sweet it will be once we have it again and trusting in that. And those are the other really essential components that I think these Piscean transits of the moon and of Jupiter um, in this minor aspect to all of these five planets in Capricorn digging everything up and keeping us uh, really grounded in our day-to-day -day experience and yet still having this ability to be lifted up beyond what's here and knowing that there is something more that's coming um, and having that faith in each other to know that there are folks out there that we can have faith in and that we can trust and that we can know that we will connect with when the time comes and uh, that's what's going to get us through this so and on saturday the fifth the day after mercury stations direct when the sun conjoins saturn that morning the moon will also move into aries and Mars will make a sextile to Jupiter, which is a minor aspect, but nonetheless, because we have this may, this conjunction of Sun and Saturn may feel like it puts a damper on things uh, to a certain degree, but we will have the moon in Aries support to help us know how to move forward with what we want and despite the hit that we may take uh, in whatever sense. And with Mars and a sextile to Jupiter, this is also a really lovely little subtle support for us to just keep taking steps one by one um, and seeing things through uh, just as we can when we can. And that's really all that we have to do at this point. Uh, the following week, there isn't a whole lot going on on the 12th the friday the following this one uh, mercury will come into its final conjunction with pluto uh, after having station direct of course and it will re-enter aquarius on the 15th and we'll have a full moon in leo on the 17th and on the same day that venus and mars come together so Next week, I'm going to talk more about Venus and Mars traveling together for the remainder of this month, and they're also going to conjoin again in Aquarius in March. And I'm considering next week having an episode that is a bit widened out. 
So thus far, these episodes have all been more so primarily in the personal realm and the reflections that I provide are based around that and the horoscopic sort of uh, point of view. And if you have a preference or any feedback, um, I could stick with that next week again, or I was considering since there's slightly less going on next week um, to do an episode that is more geared around the societal and um, historical cyclical kind of cycles uh, in relation to things like the U.S. Pluto return, which is going to be uh, one of three exact alignments is going to be happening uh, on the 21st of this month. And speaking more about how that could show up, if you would prefer that or are interested in hearing about that more, um, please drop me a line and this is probably a good time to announce that I'm going to have a Patreon page now. I've made the decision after looking into my options and realizing that I just need a little bit more time and a platform that's a little more straightforward than Mighty Networks for now, which Patreon is perfect. Um, and once I have more of a online community established on Patreon, uh, I plan to bring Mighty Networks into the fold from there. But for now, you can find me on my Patreon page, which by the time you're listening to this will hopefully be um, up and running and released. Um, yeah, it's super exciting because I've been looking forward to finding a platform like that to uh, veer away from the other social media platforms. So... You can um, still find me on Instagram. However, my offerings are in my bio there. And my you can find me on my Instagram handle at underscore Octavia Carney. And like I say, um, I really love getting feedback from you guys and connecting with you. And I think it will be a lot easier to do that on uh, my Patreon page. So I'll have each of these episodes released on there and you can leave comments on the, yeah, the post on Patreon now and I'll be able to respond and yeah, it'll just create a bit more of um, an understanding of how this is all landing for you all and what directions I can take it in and yeah, what, what your thoughts are. So um, thanks again for sharing your time and attention with me, your most valuable asset. And until next week, stay safe, well, and wise. Mm -hmm.